Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Luna Love of the Podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and in today's episode, we're exploring the Scorpio New Moon. The Scorpio New Moon will take place on Monday, November 13, at 8.27 p.m. in Sydney, 9.27 a.m. in London, and 4.27 a.m. in New York. All right, let's start with the good news. The good news is that this is not an eclipse. And then that's it for the good news. <laughs> no, look, it's not and it's not an easy moon. Um, there's a few big players that are disrupting this moon, um, but there's still a lot of good that can come from it. The two planets heavily impacting this moon don't really play fair or gentle. Is this a bad thing? I mean, look, no, not necessarily. There is an opportunity here for massive growth, um, massive evolution. It is a Scorpio moon after all. But look, it's just likely it's not going to be this like big fairy tale reveal. The two planets in question are Mars and Uranus. But before we dive into their significance, let's unpack the Scorpioness of it all. The cycle of death and rebirth is the universe's not-so-secret formula for your own evolution. It encourages you to choose death over stagnation, knowing that in doing so, you're creating space for new life to bloom. Scorpio encourages us to embrace our shadow, and in doing so, it allows us to step into the light. And by recognizing our wounds rather than ignoring them, we're able to transform into the proverbial butterfly and spread our wings. The themes of this Scorpio new moon are passion and intimacy, transformation, power, endings and beginnings, death and rebirth, and of course, intensity. One of the things I love about working with cyclical energy. And it's one of the reasons I began working with the moon many, 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 many moons ago, way back in 2016, was because cycles really show us the lessons of impermanence. Yeah. And Scorpio knows impermanence better than any other sign. Everything in this world is impermanent. 
We exist in a universe governed by cyclical energy. Everything is in a constant flux of growth and decay, contraction and expansion, lightness and shadow, and an inevitable part of every cycle is death and rebirth. The impermanence is just as present in the growth stages as in the decay. Yeah, nothing lasts forever. And this really should be bringing you comfort. Be grateful and present with the light and just as grateful and present with the shadow because they both will pass. I spoke about the death and rebirth cycle during the Scorpio season episode. I speak about it every time we talk about Scorpio. And we've now reached the death with this new moon, yeah? In the coming days, the rebirth will take place as the moon comes back into the light. Look back to what you released under the Taurus lunar eclipse, which was a couple of weeks ago. And this could be a really good indicator of what deaths have occurred and what is about to bloom. Everything that needs to come to the surface to be transformed should surface during the Scorpio new moon. It's likely to find its way through often uncharted waters via our emotions. Yes, it's a water moon and Scorpio is a water sign. And in order to highlight where transformation is due to occur, it will often stir up our emotions as a guiding light or a flashing neon sign, depending on how much of a nudge is required. And when emotions arise with this new moon, your best bet is to go within and process them rather than spewing them out at other people. (laughs) And with Mars and Uranus in play, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So you have been warned, yeah? These emotions are going to be intense. They might feel destabilizing. So, you know, breathe through them. Try not to overanalyze them. And just have the awareness that just because you feel them intensely... It doesn't mean that the subject matter is intense, right? You're just having an intense experience or expression of them. Scorpio new moons are all about what happens in the shadows. So I ask you, while sitting in the darkness with nothing but your emotions, what is being brought to light? This is where the truth lies. Everything you ignore Everything you suppress, everything you make an excuse for hasn't disappeared. It just sits there lurking in the shadows, waiting for another opportunity to present itself. The truth will not stay hidden. And you know who's going to make sure it doesn't? Your mate, Uranus. (laughs) Uranus is the disruptor and it's sitting in opposition to this new moon. But before we explore that, let's look at Mars, which is saddled up right next to this moon, forming a very tight conjunction. Now, Mars is the warrior planet, the planet of war and courage and determination. If used wisely... This energy could be a very powerful resource to wield in your favor, but if used incorrectly, it could be ferocious, unforgiving, and 
feisty AF. So what do you plan to do with your Scorpio power? Channel the psychic and intuitive downloads into sharp and passionate progressive steps forward? Or be so engrossed by power and control that you're met with a fiery, destructive inferno? The choice truly is yours. Emotions can go one of two ways. They could be volatile or they could be passionate, aggressive or assertive, cutting or penetrative. See where I'm going with this? Mars conjunct the Scorpio new moon is powerful, but it's up to you what side of the coin you play. Now, the Uranus opposition does add a layer of Oh, unpredictability, maybe. <laughs> Even if you go in thinking, oh, I am totally going to go the passionate, assertive, penetrative route with this moon. Totally taking the high road with this new moon I am. Well, with Uranus opposing this moon, there exists this sort of like uh, push-pull dynamic where the urge for change is at odds with the emotional intensity and desire for control and purging. Brace yourself for a shocking secret reveal or an unexpected plot twist. Volatile emotions and changes could happen rapidly and unexpectedly. That's Uranus, right? It's another week of locking yourself in a closet until the moon moves signs. I joke, but also I don't joke. Um, (laughs) If you do have a small room to lock yourself in, I recommend that you do. No, what I really mean is be very cautious about who you're spending your time with and what you're ingesting under a moon like this. No alcohol during this new moon. I feel like I've said that so much this year. And let that be a reflection of the type of moons we've been experiencing. But definitely with this one, I don't know, with Mars and Uranus, I just can't see alcohol going well. Um, So definitely keep that in mind. Obviously, we're going to feel all of this personally. But also, let's just take a moment for the global effect of such a transit. Sudden societal changes or revelations, particularly those that uncover deeper truths or hidden matters, power struggles and breakthroughs, all of that is the energy of this time, right? The intense desire for transformation and change could meet with both internal and external resistance, leading to sudden shifts in direction or disruptive events. May I suggest, as hard as it's going to be, This new moon is the perfect opportunity for you to be the bigger person. You're not going to want to, for my non-Aussies, that's going to want to. You're not going to want to be the bigger person, but you really must, right? The moon is also trining Neptune, which could be a saving grace. But honestly, I don't think a Neptune trine could possibly make an impact on a Mars conjunction and a Uranus opposition. Not enough to feel anyway. So, I mean, if it makes you feel better, yeah, there will be a Neptune trine, um, making us feel a little bit more romantic and imaginative and creative. But look, I don't think it's going to do anything 
to dull the Mars conjunction Uranus opposition. So yeah, Whew, what a moon, hey? All right, let's have a look at some ways that we can work with the Scorpio new moon. Lock yourself in that closet. <laughs> it's a really bad joke. I'm going to stop making it. Sorry. Um, but maybe do spend some time alone during this new moon. Resist the urge to like pick up the phone or storm over to someone's house and give them a piece of your mind, right? If you feel that coming on, which you're probably going to, um, maybe just don't. Just don't. Wait till the moon passes and then ask yourself if you really feel like doing those things. I want to remind you about power under this Scorpio new moon. Power and Scorpio go hand in hand and power can go a couple of ways, right? In the first way, power can empower us, right? And we can empower ourselves through self-awareness and self-knowledge and self-mastery. This is true power. Power, when it goes the other way, can be controlling and manipulative and jealous and cunning, right? That is not the power that we want to wield. So while power is going to be there for the taking under this new moon, it's up to you to decide how you're going to use it. Be honest under this new moon with other people always, but really I want you to be honest with yourself. Scorpio is all about honesty and it loathes, loathes dishonesty. But I think the people that we're most dishonest with are ourselves, right? It's so easy to convince yourself of something that fits a certain narrative, (laughs) I know that is certainly the case for me as a Gemini, but I think it goes for most of us. We can weave a more convenient truth if it suits us. Make sure you're not doing that under this new moon. There will be intensity because it's a Scorpio new moon. So channel that intensity through creative pursuits. Unless you are a fire sign or you have a very fire heavy chart, then you might like to channel that intensity through some sort of vigorous activity so exercise or a sport or something like that and then lastly just be open to whatever comes up if uranus disrupts things if it does send you an unexpected plot twist if transformation is occurring like i've said through scorpio season and all those eclipses just let the changes occur right when we resist when we try and halt them when we ignore them we're not doing ourselves any favors so open yourself up to the possibilities of transformation all right I have a big announcement I have finally 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 with much arm twisting involved but I'm I'm very confident in the decision now I finally decided to launch an astrology course it's called celestial storytelling And it's a course that teaches you basically how to read natal charts. It's split into two levels. I really wanted to be able to deliver all of the contents in one level, but it was going to end up being like a 16 week bloody course, which is way too long. So I split it into two levels. In level one, 
You're going to get all of the foundational knowledge that you need to read your own natal chart and also, you know, the natal charts of your friends and family, right? It's going to give you a really, really basic understanding of a natal chart. And when I say basic, I don't mean like Google basic. I mean the foundational knowledge you need and heads up, it's actually quite complicated, right? I think a lot of people think astrology is really straightforward. It's not, it's quite complicated, but what I've done and the reason I was going to and fro with, do I do this? Do I not do this? Is I really wanted to be able to deliver what can be very intricate knowledge into a really, really simple format so that you guys not only understand it for yourselves, but so that eventually when you finish level two, if you want to, you can read charts professionally because you really, really understand the foundations of it. Okay, so that's level one. Level two is going to give you everything you need to be able to read natal charts professionally, which is really exciting. I've worked really, really hard on making this course accessible for everyone. I, I basically teach it in the same way that I explain astrology in this podcast. Yeah. And also in my readings, if you've ever had a natal chart reading with me, you know that I try and make the information as practical and understandable and digestible and applicable as possible. Now, level one of celestial storytelling, unlocking the natal chart commences in March, 2024 right? So it's still a while away. It feels like ages away, but it's not. And, you know, I wanted the craziness of the holiday season to be behind us so that you can really focus on the course. Level one goes for eight weeks. You will receive learning materials each week for self-study. And then we gather for a live webinar call to expand on the materials and go through real life examples of what we're learning by looking at your natal charts, yeah? So we'll use students' natal charts in those calls. And that's also your opportunity to ask all of the questions and have all of the questions answered. There's also gonna be homework each week, which might sound like a bit of a drag, but it's really the only way to wrap your head around reading natal charts. Practice, practice, practice. I'm gonna mark everyone's homework each week And the way that I'll do that is by individually sending all of you voice note replies, right? So you're really getting access to me. Now, because this is the first time I'm running this course, I'm doing a very special early bird price, right? And it's not going to be offered again at this price. It's only available for a limited time. So if you are interested in doing this course, I would jump on the early bird. If you're keen and you want to join me and get the exclusive early bird deal, all you need to do is pop your name on the wait list. There's a link in the show notes of this episode. I'm going to email everyone on Monday, November 13 uh, with links for all of that. Now, if you popped your name on the wait list after listening to last week's episode, you don't need to do it again. You're already on there. It's the same wait list, I promise. That early bird offer saves you 25% off level one, right? So it's a big, 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 big saving. And it's only going to be available until December 5th. 
All right. Um, the course officially kicks off in March. So again, I know it's a while away, but to jump on that early bird price, I'm trying to get people to commit to the course early. If you want to do level two, that is going to be an option and level two will run in July. So essentially by September, 2024, you could be working as, as an astrologer if you choose to do so. Now to do level one, you don't need to want to work as an astrologer to do level two. You don't have to want to work as an astrologer. It's just a way for you to be able to read natal charts. If anything, it's going to give you so much insight into yourself and also into the people around you. All right, my love. So that's that. All of the information you need to know about the course, like I said, will be available from Monday. And if you want to be the first to be notified about that and the early bird offer, pop your name on the wait list by following the link in the show notes of this episode. In other admin, if you want to be a subscriber of this podcast and get access to a bonus episode each week where we walk through the astrology of the week, then click the link in the show notes. Um, Ascendant subscribers will also get access to the Scorpio New Moon Circle, which will be available this Sunday in your favorite podcast app. I am also offering astrology mentoring. This is for people who've already studied astrology and perhaps are looking for some guidance. You can join me for one mentoring session or a package of three mentoring sessions. All right, my loves, uh, what else? Follow me on Instagram if you're not doing that already. The handle is Luna double underscore lover. And then I don't know if I've made this an official announcement yet, but... I have an astrology book dropping in September 2024, which is really exciting. <laughs> really, really, really exciting. Uh, you guys are going to love that. I can tell you more details about it as we get closer, but I'm right in the thick of the first draft at the moment. My deadline is the 1st of Feb. So um, that's really, really exciting. So hopefully by September next year, there'll be a bunch of you that will be working as astrologers and you'll have my brand new book in your hands. Oh, and then of course, lastly, readings. Spots are filling up until the end of the year. I'm taking a little break over uh, the Christmas New Year period, but other than that, uh, readings will continue. So if you want to book yourself in for a natal chart reading or any of my other readings, all you need to do is head to jordanalevine.com forward slash readings or click the link in the show notes of this episode. All right, my loves, until next week, I'm Jordana Levine, and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 